This is Rating Descending, where we watch IMDb's worst 250 so you don't have to. I'm Michelle St. Clair. I'm Abigail Ward. And this week we watched Little Man. A wannabe dad mistakes a vertically challenged criminal on the lamb as his newly adopted son. Let's watch. Vertically challenged? That's the fucking... <laughs> that's, that's what it has. <laughs> I feel like we do accents more than most people a lot of the time. I just feel like since I met Claude, he's like, wow, you're really good at accents. And I'm like, I do a lot of accents in my yeah. day-to-day life. We both do a lot of voices. Yeah. I know I do a, a lot of accents and voices and stuff just yeah. as a, just, you know, off the cuff. Off the cuff. <laughs> That's Ooh. my snake accent. Yeah. Well, hey there, Sammy. How's it going? <laughs> Tell me about your day, Sammy Snake. Well, I'm a snake. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I go around doing snake things. You, you set up. You really do. Yes, but. <laughs> and yes. How are you, Michelle? In a lot of ways, I think I'm feeling surprisingly good, given that last time I was working this many hours per day, this many days in a row, I was doing quite poorly. And so on the one hand, I'm tired because for most of the last few weeks, it's been a, a 10 to 12 hour day followed by another two to four hour day and then getting home and finishing off work and going to bed. And and yet I actually feel okay. Like I feel like I'm in a good enough mood. I mean, t- to be fair, all of today I felt kind of dizzy and sore and weird, and I was like, oh, I don't know. And then every time I drive into work, I feel like the world is ending and that there is no point in pursuing a future. But then I arrive to work and I'm like, I guess I'll just do my job, mm. um, which is an odd emotional state to be in. But I think I feel good, all things considered. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're grinding, you're hustling. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the things I'm grinding aren't either aren't paid or aren't paid for a while, so it's not like I'm raking it in. Mm. But I do have enough income for the moment, and that's good. That's, that's fine. Good. You know, how about you? What about you? Are you fucking swimming in fat stacks of gold? I'm not. I'm not, like, financially responsible by any means. I feel like I'm very... This is the year that I would actually like to look into how money works and how I can have more. What the fuck? Yeah, look, I'm 26. God, that's new. I heard yourself correct. Yeah, that's really painful. I'm 26. I should learn how to not just conserve my money but make more money out of the money that i have it just that's a very normal thing for people to do and i've never really fully looked into it and i'm disappointed with myself we're similar people and then sometimes you'll say something that makes me go yeah we did have different upbringings because there was no getting away with being casual about money in my household money 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 i'm turning into a woman i'm gonna get married i need to figure out my fucking money you're not turning into you are you're what a fully grown woman what 
this you are a fully upgraded woman. Oh you're fucking. You, you're, you're, you've hit the level cap. You now are woman. You can prestige eventually into middle-aged woman, but for now, all of your upgrade slots are now open. Oh. Your class abilities have been assigned. This can't be it. I'm going to go to bed tonight and look at myself in the mirror and be like, is this me? Am I you? I, I mean, I have that all the time, but for a whole host of different reasons. Oh, same. Butter just more here on the reg for me. Yeah. I'm like, who's that? <laughs> Who is so, that? Sometimes I see photos of me and I'm like, that's not, who is she? That's not me. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, not the woman I've cultivated in my brain. Yeah. I'm scared when I get photos taken of me. I'm like, what if I see something? Like a, an aspect to myself that doesn't fit with that image. So it just fucks with me for the rest of the day. Yeah. Oh, dysmorphia and dysphoria whilst obviously different like there's a lot of overlap in how that manifests because i have the same thing of like if someone takes a photo of me i'm like am i gonna notice something that yeah. is then gonna make me want to cry when i go to sleep tonight exactly same am i gonna see something i'm just gonna fixate on this tiny flaw in my appearance and so i'm gonna think about it for the rest of the day and think that my self-worth is shattered because i don't like look a particular way that i think is important in my head yeah it fucks you up. I could talk for hours about, like, how, like, basically as a girl, I was fed terrible body image standards that still fuck me up to this day. I'm 26. Yeah. Has mentioned prior to this. And I still struggle with shit that I thought was acceptable when I was, like, 10 or 11. Mm. It's still stuff ingrained in me that I can't really ever... I know I can get rid of it, but it's a lot of unlearning to do. And I hate the fact that instead of changing what we pump into the media, we are expected to just grow up and get over it. Yeah. Despite being taught from a very early age that this stuff matters and that your worth as a person hinges on these things. You ingest awful social standards when you're younger because that's what is being fed to you. And it it's not as easy as just like recognizing that it's harmful and then you're over it. It yeah. takes much, much, much more than that. 100%. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, that is fucked up. I'm cured. It's yeah. still an inherent thing within your deep subconscious that you subscribe to. And you still feel bad about things that you don't need to feel bad about. And you'll still get insecurities that aren't really relevant. It really fucking annoys me that, again, the onus that we put on... It's more... Instead of changing what we are pumping into, like, newspapers and magazines, we're just trying to change people's perceptions of what we consume instead. Being like, yeah, you'll still read that stuff. But just believe it's wrong, you know? Like, just know that it's not true. And it's like, well, stop fucking feeding it to us. Yeah. It has to go both ways. I feel like it's always the onus is on the individual to overcome the shit that is out there in society. I know that we we can't just change these things. It's a, it's a very gradual change to get rid of things like this. But I'm annoyed that we live in this world that is teaching us these things, but we have to overcome it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a big proponent of it's of dismantling the way that we try and individualize the responsibility of overcoming every social pressure. Oh, if every single individual person undoes all damage, then we'll be... No, there's yeah. social structures. 100%. And the social structure is way more important. If, if someone 10 years ago, when they were in high school, I don't know, like... 100%. It's like, think of like the like environmental issues. The fact that like yeah. a lot of the time they're like, if you just change the way that you recycle, reduce your carbon footprint, do all these things at home, we could over, like we could overcome climate change. We're not going to talk about the companies that are responsible for the majority of environmental issues. Yeah. No, we're not going to talk about that. We're And we're not going to take money from people that have money. We're going to ask you, the poor individual, to fix the world's problems one by one yeah 
That's fucked. We actually need to collectively, as a group, make these big changes. Yeah. It's going to be... Guys, it is going to rock your shit how much more capable we can be as a as a large group of people. It's fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of things that are fucking wild... Oh. This week we watched Little Man. <laughs> hey, it's me. I'm the little man. <laughs> I, I'm the little guy. I'm the little guy. I feel like we always do that voice, but we're actually doing Linda Litsky, aren't we? But she doesn't say, I'm the little guy. She says, I'm just Linda Litsky. Um, I'm always quoting that bit from fucking Portlandia, where Fred Armitage is playing that guy being like, hey, That's it's me, it I'm is. the little guy. That's I'm what it is. I'm just a little man. <laughs> we always do that, and yeah. I never remember what the source is. It's that one obscure skit in Portlandia. I always think of that uh, very, very famous Tumblr post of the... Hey, I'm just a little guy. It's my birthday. You wouldn't hit a birthday boy if that guy gets out of fight. (laughs) I'm obsessed with it. But then I hate when people like repost it as if they're original for showing people. I'm like, this is is like 10 years old. Yeah, people that screenshot old Tumblr posts or find them and then repost them. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing reposting this 2011 Tumblr text post thread? I, like, Who I, are you? I, 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 I think it's good that, like, 15-year-olds... I, I don't know. Those things are part of internet history, and, like, 15-year-olds can rediscover them. But I hate when people are like, I am the curator, and I will show you a post that was mega famous five yeah. years ago. You're not being clever. You're just distributing content. And I yeah. hate on TikTok when they're, like, in the corner of it because they're just sitting there and they've... <laughs> on their phone recorded nothing, but they've insisted on making it face them so yeah. that their face is in it. And then there's just a giant screenshot. I'm like, what? Are, why are you there? <laughs> Have you seen that fucking guy on TikTok? I don't even know his name, but he gets like, his whole account is that he he's pointing up. He's, he's put himself in front of a fucking text post or a meme and he points up at it and he reads out and he laughs. Have you seen that guy? Oh, the guy that does the really fake laugh? Yeah, he's yes. like, oh my God. He like reads it out and he goes, <laughs> and all these people duet it, just being like, <laughs> that guy's I, fucked. That I, guy has no integrity. I that l- man is hollow. I love it when people, like, that's the, I think this is, <laughs> that's how we discover the limits of TikTok, which is that most other social media platforms are based in text and imagery. And this is the first one that is primarily video as yeah. opposed to tangentially video. Yeah. And what that means is when people want to share just an image or text, they have to have a video. And so some people insist that the video has to be them going through the emotional journey of that we first, would. Yeah. <laughs> As if they just first read this meme, yeah. this text post. Some people have made like little TikToks emulating what this man would do and that he'd find the meme, read it, kind of go like, and then he would get the video ready, record it fucking crack up laughing and then he'd cut back to him stopping the video and re-watching it and like editing it it's so meticulously like <laughs> now my hope is that he sees some of our social media and then comes to listen to the podcast going this is gonna be really funny and i mean just yeah hear us now we are into him. now we are on tiktok under rating yeah. descending so let's see if we can track this mother down <laughs> <laughs> Guys, tag, tag, what's his name? I think I could make music. I think I text this every second episode. We sing a lot on this podcast. I reckon I could easily make music. I just don't know how to play instruments. You know what I mean? I, I, that, okay, that's going to be your first problem. Mm, I know, but I can hear it in my head. Well, like, then you can sing it out. I know how to play instruments. Okay, there we go. 
Did All right, make this. Now, 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 I could easy done. All right, just another tape right from the top. All right, just clean tape. Another one. All right. All right, Beep. All right another tape. Another start, start again. Start again. All right. 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 But you know what wasn't artist little man, and we're not talking about <laughs> I, it. <laughs> I wish we didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. I want you to know that when I finished Little Man, I went, Jesus Christ, and then I just closed my laptop. That's what I did <laughs> just earlier tonight when I finished watching it. <laughs> I wanted to drink wine to ease having to watch the film. I was like, I don't need a glass of wine, but I'd like it for this. And I was like, no, I'm just drinking to subdue the pain of watching this film. That's not healthy. <laughs> That's clearly not healthy. <laughs> it's not healthy. If this podcast turns you into an alcoholic, I'll be pretty sad. I think I'm on the cusp of anything turning me into an alcoholic. I think oh, my God. Well, well, we'll not get into it. We no, should talk about it. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, it's definitely drugs that are the issue in my I, life. We I mean, I understand that reaction. In some ways, I think I liked it more than you, but I want to clarify that I did not like this. <laughs> <laughs> You're going on record. This, this was not... A good movie. This was a every... frustrating fucking movie. Yeah, I mean, okay, let's get it up front because I couldn't find any specific info online. Uh, but I'm fairly sure that the little people community do not appreciate this movie. No, <laughs> just to check, is the correct term little people? So I that I knew, but wanted to double check just in case. And a lot of this stuff is uh, little people is the most widely accepted, but also like, like with any sort of subgroup, there's different terminology from region to region, culture to culture. It's like how we have different terms for various disabilities here and in the Mm. UK and in the US. Um, But little people is like the most widely used one. And then, Almost every thing I read about it would cap it off by being like, but most of the time, just call us by our name, which I think is both true, but also in in the context we need it for. That's why I was looking for a little person. Yeah, I just to clue in any listeners here that haven't watched this film, which I'm sure is most of them. This film is a Marlon, like it's a Wayne's Brothers film and Marlon Wayne, I'm pretty sure that's his name, Marlon Wayne's, is CGI'd to be a little person. No, uh, was it Marlon Wayans? Yes, it was. Sean Wayans was the one who wasn't. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just couldn't remember which was which. Yeah, Marlon Wayans' face is superimposed onto a real little child. Was it a real little child or was uh, it a I little mean, person? I'll get into it in the in the <laughs> um, trivia. But yeah, it's a Wayans Brothers movie, which also, like, I'd already heard of the Wayans Brothers um I mean, white chicks. Well, yeah, I mean... Scary movie. Most people... Well, okay, but with scary movie, this is the thing I didn't know about the Wayans Brothers, because, like, I already knew of 
the Waynes brothers and the Waynes family. Damon Waynes Jr. is a new girl intermittently. So I was like, what's the actual dynamic of this family? Yeah, what's the extent of the Waynes family? So there's the the grandparents whose name I can't remember, the first generation. Uh, and then the actual like ones that went on were the four brothers, which was... Marlon. Uh, well, the the four brothers were uh, Damon Wayne's senior, uh, Keenan Ivory Wayne's, who directed then, this, who directed this, yeah. and then Sean and Marlon Wayne's, mm-hmm. who are the Wayne's brothers, and then there's a sister whose name I can't remember. I love women, am I right? I love the fucking goal of Sean and Marlon to go. We're the Wayne's brothers, the two of us. See ya, us two Wayne's brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly working with their older brother, Keenan. The audacity. (laughs) Yeah. The audacity. I mean, when I was a kid, I, yeah, was familiar with them because of Scary Movie and because of White Chicks. And I have to say, I'll just, I'll admit to it. I'll cop to it. I loved White Chicks when I was a kid. I thought it was so funny. Every time it was on TV, I would make sure that I watched it. Yeah. I, I think it did. I think it's one of those movies that it's like, there's a lot you could say to unpack its social problems. It's also something that at the time kind of was trying to undo social problems in some ways. I don't know. Like, it was such a strange flash-in-the-pan movie. Look, you yeah, hold as a, it to as any a white standards. chick, I, I claim oppression here, to be honest, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. It's it's hateful. It's discriminatory. It's just, like, I'm a blonde white woman, and I'm allowed to be upset. I will use my tears as a weapon. <laughs> oh boy against the black community <laughs> well what i didn't know when i was looking it up that we haven't even gotten into the overview but <laughs> keenan ivory wayne's because of scary movie was uh the black director with the highest grossing movie for quite a long time nice. until he got uh beat by someone i can't remember but i didn't realize how much keenan wayne's constantly worked with the other Wayans brothers <laughs> who declare themselves the Wayans brothers. Yeah. I also didn't know that Damon Wayans Jr. was a younger generation. It's just that Sean and Marlon are like 10 years younger than Damon Wayans. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't know that. And then this movie also has Kerry Washington and yeah. John Witherspoon again. What, what else was he in? He was also in Vampire in Brooklyn oh, and also in Soul Plane. I was wondering what he was in. So we've got another recurring actor. He We're really be, tallying them he, up. Well, there's also, uh, I was about to say Tracy Morgan, who was in two episodes ago. No, he wasn't. I just kept referring to him. I love Tracy Morgan. I actually do. But it's just because of Tracy Jordan. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> John Witherspoon, I think with three appearances, does that make him so far the most recurring person? I is don't the- know. Okay. I have to do the tally because I think there is another person that's like is the is the third time recurring in this. There's also another person in this that was in a different... Oh, the girl, Carmen. the woman, Carmen from... Brittany Daniels is Brittany her actual Daniels. name. Carmen is the name of her character and It's Always Sunny. Yeah. But yeah, seeing her pop up again, I was like, man, you really yeah. had a little moment yeah, in the late she really 2000s. Did. She really did. I just yeah. don't think she exists post-2010. Yeah. She doesn't. Well, I, I mean, Pretty. apparently she has a twin sister who was an actor when she was a teenager and then retired from acting. And then Brittany Daniels started acting. And it's so weird that they sort of swapped. Um, <laughs> sounds sus. <laughs> Very sounds weird. like Brittany had a really bad career as a teenager. And she was like, I'll just claim it was my twin. And I'll start a new one as an adult. <laughs> I like that. We've, we're on to you, Brittany. Yeah. Don't fucking try but us. Brittany, once again, uh, playing the role of hot blonde woman with tits yeah that's it and <laughs> that, her belly button is always showing for whatever the reason full extent of her character in this and skyline and yeah. john witherspoon was once again old man with a very distinct speaking style i don't 
know how to describe his like almost sort of semi-stuttery speaking style of John Witherspoon, but yeah. he he is every single time the best part of all of these movies. For sure. He's a standout. I really enjoyed any moment with him, to be honest. Just like as, yeah, brief, like just just touching on overall impressions of this film because I feel like I haven't, because we've got, been taken away by the cast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this film was like nightmarish to watch. Like I, it was hundred and it was one hour and thirty seven minutes, and I was counting down every damn minute of it. I was like, I feel like I've been here for three days. <laughs> this is shocking. It took about twenty minutes to get to the point where he becomes a do- he, He's an actual baby. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, you you can launch into the overview yeah. so people can understand what the fuck happens in this movie. It, it but- does repeat the recurring problem with these comedies of taking way, way too, too long, long to get to long. funny jokes. Yeah. Yeah, way too long to get the funny jokes, but also like the whole premise of the film is that Marlon Wayans is a little person, but he poses as a baby to get a diamond that he lost. Hey, don't step on my overview. <laughs> but it took 20 minutes for him to become a little baby, and I was like, too long. Yeah. We should be there 10 minutes in at most. Yeah. What's the overview? All right. Freshly released from prison, jewel thief Calvin Sims meets up with an old friend and starts a job to steal a large diamond for a mobster. When the job goes wrong, Calvin stashes the diamond in the purse of a nearby woman. Following the woman home, Calvin finds that she, Vanessa, and her boyfriend, Daryl, are arguing about whether or not to have a child. Because Calvin is a little person, they plot to pretend Calvin is a baby left on the couple's doorstep so that he can sneak in and steal back the diamond. Finding that they can't give the baby to anyone, they decide to take care of baby Calvin. Whilst Vanessa's friends and father find Calvin's antics strange, Daryl tries his hardest to be a good father, and Calvin in turn starts to grow fond of the family. Eventually, Daryl discovers Calvin's secret, but the mob, having grown impatient, have tracked them down. Calvin saves Daryl's life, and in return, Daryl agrees to not turn Calvin over to the police. As the two emotionally try to part ways, they instead decide to become best of friends. Good overview. I think that was a good summary. That's basically all that happens. I love how it's like, the whole film is about like dads and sons, the way that like Daryl really wants a kid, which is quite a cute like arc for him. It's nice to see there's a couple and the dad really wants children and the woman's like, no thanks. I actually really enjoyed how when we see them arguing about it, he's the one who's like, no, baby, I really want a kid. Yeah. And she's like, but I'm busy with my job. And she's I'm like, really, this is interesting. It, that was actually really nice. And I really liked Daryl as a character because he's just so obsessed with being a great dad. Yeah, what are my other notes? Like his actual like sincerity and it's not played as a joke. No. I don't think a single time it's ever played as a joke that no, he wants to be like a dad. He's like really cute and cuddly and sweet yeah. and it's not a joke at it, all. He's That's just who he is. His genuine sincerity in wanting to be a dad and be an affectionate father and be a good father. Yeah. And again, like affectionate. Yeah. Is, he comes in being like hello. Yeah. He's like a grown person doing that. He's a grown man. It's not a joke. The joke is just that it's not actually a baby. Yeah. And like it's really endearing, and I really liked Daryl because of that. Yeah, and also, like, it's that, and then there's also Calvin, who has issues with his own dad, and he gets really upset because they want to throw Calvin a birthday party, and the real Calvin is getting emotional because he never got a birthday party yeah. as a kid. And at the end, he's, like, talking about his issues with his dad, and Daryl's talking about wanting to be a dad. Yeah, that's kind of nice. The, the not-so-nice bits were definitely, like... The the rapey bits where Calvin really wanted to fuck Kerry Washington's character and kind of forced her head down to his crutch to give him head. 
And then also when she thinks she's had sex with her husband, but really it was Calvin in bed fucking her. That was yeah. weird. Yeah, this, uh, I, when I was going to put on Wayne's brother comedy Little Man, I wasn't expecting such rapey vibes. <laughs> but Me neither. It was also like shockingly horny as a movie. It was really front horny. Front to back. Also, like, I was shocked to see it was Kerry Washington. I was like, you, you, you are better than this. Yeah. I really like her as an actress. You, she went from Broomhilda and Django to fucking... I mean, other way around. What, what year was this? This was 2006. That is earlier than I thought it and was. this might also change your opinion of it. This was made for $64 million. Oh. This isn't some little movie. This is a little man. How much did it gross? $100 million. So it's not a great profit, but it's not the worst. It's, I mean, I guess once you include marketing and all of that, sure. But I mean... For a 2006 comedy, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm sure that also on home video they made back all that extra profit. God damn! But, but like that, when I realized that, I was like, that kind of recontextualizes a lot of, about that movie. But also the CGI. Oh my! Which we have to talk about. Yeah, for a 60 million dollars, superimposing. Not great. Yeah, the CGI of superimposing Marlon Wayne's face onto a little person was shockingly bad it looked like his face was rubbery like it was moving away from the body and it was like a mask flapping in the yeah wind. i think the i think tracking technology uh digital tracking wasn't quite there no it's, it was weird though because i feel like in some of the slightly further away shots when he's like also like being turned around i was like oh this is actually fine but mm. then as soon as it was like a mid shot of him it would look like a mm. weird bad youtube video thing yeah you know, I feel like also this is part of an era around the mid 2000s where they just figured out how to put someone's face on someone else's body. It seemed body. like it was a fresh technology. Yeah, it, it was real wishy washy sort of VFX, kind of like deep in the uncanny valley. Yeah. Unpleasant to look at. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just to what we're talking about before, like it being $60 million made one particularly one particular thing make sense to me which was the music because that's why i was shocked that it was so horny because it would be like the music of like a family comedy do, 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 yeah do, 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 like a do, do, late 90s jim yeah. carrey sort yeah. of thing it would be like it that. has that little like mischievous music playing where it's yeah. like do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. and like someone's like like prancing around on their tiptoes and how in the house doing something they're well, up to no good like a the pacifier or liar liar like that sort of genre of like a comedy aimed mostly at children by yeah. a studio that kind of music but then the joke would be that calvin is like in someone's tits going yeah oh, and i'm like what? <laughs> who is this for <laughs> this is not charming yeah that the the target audience was really skewed and muddled <laughs> Because it seems like it'd be a kid's film, but there's no actual kids in it, so it's not a kid's uh, film. Yeah, the jokes aren't kids' jokes. No. But also, like, I don't think it would be a very good stoner comedy because it's... It's too, like... Played it's straight? too Hollywoody, yeah. yeah. Like, stoner comedies are kind of edgy. Yeah. You know, like, Tenacious D is a stoner comedy, and it can be quite edgy in a lot of ways, but, like, Harold and Kumar, Bill and Ted's... Yeah. ...as well. Like, proper stoner comedies usually end up being buddy films. Yeah. They're usually buddy stoner comedies, where they're going on some trip or odyssey. Yeah. It's not about a person pretending to be a baby in a house. <laughs> That's not a stoner Actually, comedy. <laughs> if I was high, that would freak me out. Yeah, can you imagine watching someone acid? 
Oh my God. By the way, there's this Reddit thread of people that are on acid showing things that they are getting winked out by on acid. Usually it's just photos of their own hand and the caption is, what the fuck? <laughs> I have to send it to you. Sounds great. <laughs> or it's like a photo of a weird a cat with like a long face or something. It's just it's amazing. Yeah, if if I watched this on acid, I don't think I would recover. Yeah. I think I would be firmly convinced that Marlon Wayne's was actually a baby. How would it feel being in the Wayne's brothers duo and knowing that you, Marlon, are like the goofier, uglier one, taking all the comic relief roles because Sean is the much more hot, attractive guy playing the straight romantic lead all the time. But that's the weird part is that Marlon Wayne's is also the one with the most dramatic success because mm. he was also in like Requiem for a Dream. Oh my god. Yeah. I've never seen it, so I don't oh. know. Yeah, it <laughs> he's not a, a goofy character in it. <laughs> he's always in Wayne's Brothers films playing the goofy role. That's yeah. what I know him from at least. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's just it's really funny. I think maybe that's why he was like, "No, I'm serious. Everyone's like Sean this and yeah. Sean that." It must be hard to be like, "You're the ugly one, so be funny." <laughs> I actually <laughs> in a recurring theme, I actually don't know if he is thought of as the ugly one is i don't know if that's a pop is that a popular sentiment sean that everyone's is like, definitely oh like, marlon the ugly one well sean is definitely like the hunky brother out of the two of them sure okay he's ugly and neither of them are the, my type <laughs> i don't know why but that really reminds me because there was <laughs> i was mentioning the music before and there were two other sound things that i really liked one was this that scene around the midpoint where he takes calvin daryl takes calvin out like to the park and the bit is that like they're out at the park and they're going to play catch and then Calvin throws the ball right at his nuts and it hits him in the nuts and then like a music cue plays that's like like it's just like a music isn't a sting or a bong it's just like a and then it like stops and then it's like okay now let's really play catch and then he sets it up and then he throws the ball straight at his nuts again and the exact same music cue plays again and he's like oh man and then later in the scene he gets hit in the nuts a third time and the exact same music cue and there's something about the third time that i was like i think it's really genuinely funny that they kept reusing that music cue in a way that i don't know if it was intended but fucking so strange <laughs> so bizarre there's definitely some questionable scenes my the highlight for me was definitely when they're at that hockey game and um basically the baby calvin like a fight breaks out and calvin launches himself at a hockey player and the hockey player pulls him off and is like control your baby man and then throws calvin on the ground and just stomps the shit out of him <laughs> and then the dad, Daryl's like, hey, 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 hey. And it's a hard cut to like Calvin in bed. And then Daryl basically being like, man, maybe I'm just not a good dad. And it's like, <laughs> your, your child, what you perceive to be your, your child, your baby, just got beaten up by a hockey player, stomped by a hockey player. And you're like, maybe I'm not cut out for parenting. They, by the way, I, I didn't mention in the overview, they take him to a doctor and the doctor is unable to recognize that it's a, <laughs> a, it's a grown person. man. Yeah. Because they even, like, look into his mouth and it, they're like, huh, they put in a crown. This is the dental set of a 40-year-old man. He has a tattoo and also a scar from a knife fight. Strange baby. Yeah. <laughs> and then just signs him off. Again, this film felt like it was three days long. <laughs> I've withered in the process of watching this. My main problem is it really loses momentum in that second half. It really does. I do feel it, the like, the 
first 20 minutes is taking ages for the main thing to happen, but then it feels like there's a lot going on. Yeah. And then it really just loses fucking steam. This film has, like, barely any structure. Like, it, it, I think oh, it knows, yeah. like, the, the vague notions of structure and that there has to be a climax and there has to be, like, a final fight between the mafia. They, we need to, like, resolve the, the conflict. But that's as far as their knowledge of structure goes. <laughs> there was no midpoint. Yeah. When he became a baby, that was, like, the closest thing to, like, in and not even an inciting. It was the first act turn where he became a baby, and that was yeah. too fucking late. Yeah, it... <sighs> Uh, a lot of these movies have had a real washy second act, and it confirms my long-held theory that it's not the first act turn or the second act turn, it's the midpoint that is maybe the most important structural touchstone in a movie. Because yeah. that's what makes it feel like the movie's progressing. Without the midpoint, a lot of the time it just feels like a couple of things are happening. Yeah. There's no sense of progression. There's no forward momentum. It is just some things that happen along the way to the ending. Yeah. Which also means you could cut out the whole second act and have effectively the same movie. This film was so grim. Like, this is the kind of bad film where, like, instead of bitch slap, and I think it's a very different kind of bad film to bitch slap, and that bitch slap is, like, everything you'd want in a bad film. Yeah. It's, like, stupid and schlocky and fun. And this went on again for like a week. It was a marathon to watch. But it was a kind of bad movie where really it just highlighted the kind of trash that we make and pay to see. And mm-hmm. it makes me sad. Like when I think about the kind of people that would pay to see this film or enjoy this film, it makes me sad. It makes me weep a little bit. And I'm just going to say that out loud. Like I am going to make that very judgmental claim. <laughs> there are just people that make me depressed. <laughs> That's and they would watch this movie brutal. and now i'm one of them because <laughs> i watched this movie <laughs> i feel like i had a much better reaction to this movie than you did yeah i i still don't like it but wow to um pick you up do you want to hear some trivia fuck yeah IMDb trivia. so i couldn't find a huge amount of trivia because i couldn't find the two things I wanted, which was interesting things about the production or the actual reactions of, um, like, any sort of commentary from little people. So I just picked the two most interesting things I could find. Um, So the way that they did the effect of Calvin is the scenes with Calvin were played twice. Once by nine-year-old actor with dwarfism Lyndon Porco, together with the other actors, and once by Marlon Wayans, alone with a green screen. In post, they then superimposed the images onto each other. And here's the bit that I thought was the weirdest. Porco's body was painted brown in order to match Marlon's face. Oh my god! (laughs) But also, this movie is... Like, they made it. I don't know... (laughs) I don't think it's my... (laughs) place to <laughs> like yeah 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 for sure for sure for I, sure i just i think if <laughs> like they tread carefully here michelle <laughs> like <laughs> like they if they thought it w- <laughs> but it doesn't sound great <laughs> no you know i you know it's who are we shouldn't. We're two white women from Australia. I don't know if we should wade into these most muddy of waters. <laughs> We're not going to wade into the Wayne's um, waves. I yeah. It didn't need to be asinistic. And yet, I pursued. <laughs> I came. I conquered. Oh, That's the new phrase. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's definitely not our place to say. But it, it doesn't sound great. It doesn't. I'm not... <laughs> 
What's the next bit of trivia? (laughs) (laughs) The basic plot of this movie is actually taken directly from the Bugs Bugs Bunny short, Baby Buggy Bunny. In the short, bank robber Babyface Finster, who is very short, masquerades as an orphan baby to recover his loot from Bugs after it falls down his rabbit hole. Yeah, which makes sense as make as a way to make fun of Babyface. So even this shitty film didn't really have an original premise. No, I mean I also don't know if they. It I couldn't find anything clarify whether they said yes we got this idea from Bugs Bunny or if somebody else just noticed that they were similar and their independent ideas of a grown man uh, is pretending to be a little baby. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was interesting that somebody else had already done that premise. And in a way that sounds much more palatable. Yeah. I mean, I used to fucking love all those old Looney Tunes uh, cartoons. I never really got into Looney Tunes. I never was really like, yeah, I was never, I never watched it as a kid. Oh, it's never shown to me. I adored them. I I had that for a while Cartoon Network, because I had Foxtel because my mum wisely thought that as a single parent with two difficult children. She needed a co-parent. Yeah. Um. For a while, Cartoon Network had like a spin-off one of Boomerang, and it was just all the old cartoons, and I was obsessed with it. So there was all like the old cartoons, all the old Hanna-Barbera's, like Johnny Quest and fucking um, the Pink Panther, the Snagglepuss is his name. You're lucky. You got the good end of like old cartoons. Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner and Daffy Duck. I've watched so many of them. All we had on free-to-air TV was fucking Batfink, and that shit sucked. (laughs) Batfink is maybe the worst. Bat sense is a tingling. (laughs) Easily the worst Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Incredibly awful. (laughs) Incredibly awful. Children are very discerning, and you can can really tell what's engaging and fun. And Batfink, every time it came on, when I was like six, I was like, ah, fuck. Yeah. Bat think for ten minutes. Oh, this and, is the worst. And wacky races, and I remember you showed me the the actual like Blake Edwards Great Race. Yeah, and I was like, "Is this just fucking wacky races?" And you were like, "What the fuck is that?" Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then we found out that it was based on the movie. No way. But that's why I every time there's like a trivia thing, and they're talking about like American Gen X cartoons from the eighties, I'm like, ah. I know cartoons from the 60s and the 2000s. I don't know. <laughs> That's it. I don't know the in-between. No, you don't need the in-between. From one to the other. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear some reviews? Yes. Reviews! So I got a handful of IMDb reviews because the ones for this movie were batshit. Um, this first one's too funny uh, by Gullwing1. We laughed from the beginning to end. The kids picked it, and I did not know what we were going to see. Or who we were going to see. It wasn't until after the movie I found out that these were the guys from Major Pain and White Chicks. The movie was more entertaining fun than... The movie was more entertaining fun than many of the so-called funnies. And then in brackets, flops! Starring Ben Stiller, Jim Carrey, and Adam Sandler. Just goes to show what type of brains are in charge of the industry and ratings. Generation lost. (laughs) (laughs) Give this one a shot. Don't read the reviews. See the movie! Brings back the old SNL crew days. The acting and scripper in sync, the plot was original. Life is not that serious. Remember, laughter is the best medicine. 10 out of 10. Beautiful. Um, And here's another one called... It's a good movie, just stupid fun. By Afia Catherine. 
quotes, all caps. Trust me when I say half of the reviewers on here haven't seen the movie. First off, this movie was funny. It was slow at the beginning, but as soon as Little Man got into the house, it was nonstop laughs. Got into the house. <laughs> it may seem immature for some, but if you liked movies like Happy Gilmore, Dumb and Dumber, no. or a number of others, you will love this. Actually, not true. Dumb Dumb is the best. You don't need to be a certain race to understand it. Oh boy, you can be white, black. Puerto Rican. It doesn't matter. The jokes apply to everyone. The three races. <laughs> it was sli- tag yourself. <laughs> it was slightly offensive, but overall is a good popcorn flick. Sadly to say, a number of people have judged this movie mainly from watching the previews, which is a mistake in this case. So believe me when I say big things can come in little packages, oh as boy. with this movie. Oh boy. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I, I love, as you said, the three races, white, black, and Puerto Rican. <laughs> Abs- America, you absolutely understand um, race-based classifications. Well, it's a, it's a melting pot, isn't it? You know, it's a real like multicultural, globalized country. I mean, sure, race isn't even like it's it's literally I century actually, old, outdated. I actually bunk don't science. even see it. So that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> but I also love that they brought up Happy Gilmore when the last person was like way better than Adam Sandler. <laughs> um, and here's the last one, uh, and I just took one grab from it. Movie was funnier than expected by Banditech19. Is it just me, or does everyone think that this movie was bad? Which is totally wrong, because this movie is more than good. I rated it for 9. But hey, that's just me. 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) That's stupid. What was your review? Was yours a 9 that was actually a 10? Look, slightly lower. Um... I hated this film a lot, uh-huh. and it make, brought me no joy. I'm condoing it. I'm giving it a fuck, like maybe like a 2.4 out of 10. Okay. Mm, 2.2 2. out of 10 feels good. Okay. 2. From 2. how much you hated it, I, I... You thought lower. Yeah. I hated it, but I, it's, I still found it watchable. Yeah. I did. It went for a long time, but I think I was in a very bad emotional state to deal with Marlon Ways getting superimposed onto a little person. Yeah. So... Two out of two. Yeah. No, 2.2 out of 10. Nice. I'm done. <laughs> What's your rating? Um, well, you know what? It hit a lot of my criteria. It was a movie. The cinematography looked like a professional shot at. It felt like it was a full studio movie. Like, it didn't feel like a cheap piece of shit. Yeah. Right? It, it's... that. That's... Here's the thing. Last week with Bitch Slap, we were like, this is the movie I made the list we this is this is the movie we got into this for but for me this is also it because when i used to host the let's watch bad movie night i my specific thing was i always wanted it to be like minimum 10 million dollar budget because i'm so fascinated by this which is a studio movie that is just so clearly bad and faulty from the start that i don't know how it got through that many layers of approval. It really gave me the same vibes of Junior mm. in that it it's just such a clearly odd, strange premise to give that much money to. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's much slower and less interesting than Junior, but I, I don't know. I, like I said, I think there were some parts of it that I was like, this is just such a weird, interesting choice. If it was maybe less horny and did more with its second act, I would rate it higher. As yeah. it is, I'd probably give it a 
three. You know, I I thought comparatively on this list, it's alright, which still is low, but, you know, it's fine. And that was Little Man. (laughs) You can find us on Twitter at RateDescendPod or on TikTok at RatingDescending, or you can even email us at RatingDescending at gmail.com. You can also find us personally. I am on Instagram under Abigail J. Ward. And me? I'm just a girl on Twitter at Michelle.SaintClair. And don't forget to drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. It makes a difference. It helps your buddies out. It makes us happy. It makes us sing for joy. You know, like the meme. That is probably the best indication, more than saying our ages, of how old we are. Kill me. (laughs) Well, now, what? Now that we are finally done with the 200s, what are we watching next week? My God. Next week, we are watching the film The Shaggy Dog, and it is 199. We are in the hundreds, baby. Ooh, it's a new era for the podcast. Let us blossom. We should dye our hair or do something radical. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of growing into a shaggy dog. Uh, I already smell. (laughs) (laughs) See you later.